1: Welcome into another edition of The Sports Show, our all-sports show here at Impact Media. I am your host, Jeremy the Impact York. That makes you my amazing listening audience. Shout out to all you amazing grinders and heavy-handed workers out there. It's been a good week. Hopefully it's been a good week for you guys. We've had a lot of good things happen here. Uh, we actually have some other things Hopefully coming up very soon that I am hoping to be able to tell you about. Of course, you guys can tell how busy the week is when we're doing show number two of three on a Saturday. Things happen. We're still getting this show out to you. Obviously, we did not do the sports show last week. I felt there wasn't enough going on. I didn't want to come on and and just uh, talk to you guys for 10 minutes or, or something, but we've kind of combined it.
0: There's been some other stuff going on. We're going to get into some other things. And, uh, you know, overall, hopefully, you guys
1: enjoy the show. Maybe we'll have a, sport. We'll have a, a short show, a short sports show, and uh, be on our merry way. But who knows? You never know how things are going to go, things to develop things, while we're talking right now. But let's start with the big news from baseball in the past couple of weeks. Fernando Tatis Jr., who has not played an entire 162-game season, and now he's young. His first technical full season was. His first couple seasons, you know, were cut short for various reasons. Um, I believe he is twenty-two years old, twenty-three, maybe. I could be wrong. But the Padres decided we want to keep this guy around for a long time. How long? Fourteen-year, three hundred and forty million dollar extension that Tatis signed. Yeah, he, that's big money. Now Tatis Junior has showed the signs of being a potential superstar in the league. Uh one of the next faces of the league. I think I've said so on this show that I, I think he could be second generation. Uh his his dad did some wonderful things. That, uh, there's a chance he could be better than his dad. Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll see as far as the way that plays out. But for t- these these baseball deals are just they're they're like NBA deals. They're insane, and people a lot of times will
0: just say they will just say, "Well, that's where the market was."
1: Well, the market's there because you let it get there if you don't want to pay a guy 20 million a year and the other teams in the league get together and say yeah we're not paying him 20 million a year either he's not getting 20 million i used to say this during the the A-Rod days when he signed that ridiculous contract it's not A-Rod's fault the team is the one who come up with this number now they could for, for what we know they they could have said a lower number and they pushed for more and the player and the the agent may push for more, but in sports, just like with anything, with any business, uh, whatever industry you're in, there's probably a cap for the position you have. Where pretty much across the board, outside of certain, outside of certain exceptions. If you are, you know, the marketing manager of an advertising firm, there's probably only up to X amount that somebody really wants to pay you unless you're just off the charts. You could be really extremely good. But there's a cap because businesses aren't going to spend more than they need to or than they have to to get the job done. They want to get the job done. They want to be the best at it but they're not going to just throw money at a problem every time. I feel like these baseball and these basketball contracts, uh, the quarterback market in the NFL, I think, goes into this. Uh, we've actually seen where hockey has kind of leveled out in recent years. There's a couple guys that are that are really up there, but in hockey it's not about who's the highest paid. It's uh, how many cups have you raised. But good for Tatis Jr. I like I like the kid. I like watching him play. Um, He he seems to be all positivity. I hope he realizes, I'm sure he does, smart kid, that the Padres probably control the last four years or so of this deal. He may have an opt-out here or there, but... It probably makes it to where they they are signing up for the first seven to ten of these as far as have no problem him being here and, and us paying him this money. And then those last few years are probably out clauses for them. Which I mean makes sense. But if you're Tatis, you go, Hey, at least for the next ten years, I'm making
0: uh, really good money. In fact, let's see three forty. He's making 24.29, 24.3.
1: So 24.3 times 10, of course, 240, right under 243 million. Yeah. That's, That's pretty much what he's looking at. So, you know, good for him, good for baseball. I've been able to catch some spring training lately. I'm sure you guys have caught some of it, too. Uh, there's going to be some good good ones out there. There's going to be some real good matchups, some real good battles. Maybe right before the season starts, which will probably be what is the end of this month, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll do a baseball preview. Uh, we are going to talk some baseball on this show coming up. Uh, throughout the summer, obviously, when it actually gets to
0: the regular season. Um, we're going to talk about some other stuff too. So, like I said, we'll, we'll probably do a full preview. We'll, we'll go through the divisions. We'll go through the, the big storylines
1: and, and things like that. And, uh, obviously let us know if you want to hear more about baseball, less about baseball, more about something else, less about something else. Let us know. Because we do listen to you guys and, and take your suggestions and look forward to hearing from you. Now, this next story, it's a big story. But Tatis Jr. was a big story. But this is a big story. So EA Sports has decided to bring back the NCAA video game,
0: the college football video game. Okay. Made a lot of people really happy.
1: Uh, I, for one, am not a big gamer uh, in recent years. Uh, I do remember playing the old school games. I I remember playing... Uh, NCAA football, it was a really good game, you know. Uh, It did suck when it went away. But so now, EA Sports decided to bring back the NCAA game. But we run into this little dilemma. Still, it's not a nationwide accepted set of rules as to how much a college athlete can participate in such a thing with uh, name and likeness and how much they would be compensated for that. Uh, Same with schools. You know, basically what it really comes down to is how much
0: compensation, how much compensation do these guys get
1: for you making money on them? You know, in a way, it's it's once again how your your job and your employer works. Your employer wants to make wants to make a thousand dollars on a particular transaction of any kind, whether it's goods, services, whatever. You know, you gotta sell widgets. A uh, box of widgets goes for three hundred dollars. Your employer wants to sell it for five, so that you make two hundred on the box of widgets. How much, in order to sell that for four fifty or five hundred, how much are they willing to pay you to make that happen? That's kind of what it comes down to, and that's what these schools are saying. Uh, not to be outdone, the U, uh, the USC's and the Michigans of the world are negotiating with EA Sports and and NCAA, the NCAA game about this about representation for themselves and the players. And we've already had four schools say, no thanks, we're out until we know more about the rulings and things like that. And those schools, so far, are Tulane, Fresno State, Northwestern, and Notre Dame. Yeah, now, nothing personal to these schools. Northwestern has been building up over the years. Fresno State and Tulane are uh, fun watches and they do really good jobs uh, with where they're at. But Notre Dame is a big one. Notre Dame attached to uh, to, uh, NBC. Notre Dame with their religious ties. Notre Dame being the sports powerhouse that they have been. These schools are trying to protect themselves and their players. And so it's going to push It's gonna push Congress or whoever is trying to come up with these, you know, the governments, whoever coming up with these rules. It's going to push them to decide things quickly, or you're going to see a lot more schools opt out. And I don't have a problem with it. This is part of why the game kind of come to a halt a couple years ago was uh, the Ed O'Bannon case and some other ones that said, hey, you're using our names and our likenesses in these games. You know, even if number if number 46, who's playing middle linebacker for this school, he looks just like me. And I do and that's my position and my number. So EA Sports is gonna have to figure this out. The governments are gonna have to figure this out. Or it may be a short-lived run where this game's only back for a year or so before nobody wants to be in it. Moving on. By now we know about Tiger Woods. He had the one car accident where uh, I believe the car rolled. We have found out from a uh, the person who was first to respond to the scene, who was a, a somebody in, in the neighborhood there of where he was at, uh, said he was uh, pretty out of it, potentially potentially unconscious when the guy found him in the car. Uh, Tiger ended up with a compound leg fracture and a shattered ankle. Uh he had emergency surgery, came out of everything. I believe he is recovering. I believe he is doing well. He is in good spirits. As I said to a lot of people, this is not a sports issue yet. And not a sports topic yet. The only reason it's sports related is because Tiger Woods. One of the best golfers of all time. This is a human issue. And what I mean is a human issue is that we want Tiger to be well, but we don't need to be selfish to say we want him well so he's back on the golf course. Because I just want him well as as a human. I don't want anybody to be harmed or hurt or injured or worse. Even my worst enemy, you know. For one I don't really have any. If I did I wouldn't want anything to happen to him no what what I'm more concerned about is tiger being able to play golf with his son to spend time with his with his uh, wife and I believe they have a daughter to to be a husband and a father because we know at this point the money is not an issue uh, for one he could Still get endorsements from here on out. Uh, the Tiger Woods brand alone is 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 doing pretty well. No, it comes down to this: is a human being that we don't need to be selfish about wanting them to dominate in their in their fields again. We just want them to be well and to be happy and healthy. And so, I'm pretty much that's that's what I'm going to say about that. Is that Tiger? If you're listening, I'm not sure why you wouldn't be listening to this. Probably your favorite show. Tiger, we wish you well. We want you to be happy, healthy, and uh, getting out of life what you want out of life. If that is on a golf course, great. That's off a golf course, great. Uh, Go back to being the husband and father that you want to be. And, um, you know, and that's how I feel about it. Des Bryant says he wants to play two more years, just not with the Ravens, which is interesting because he he didn't play a whole lot with the Ravens. He was kind of on a practice squad most of the year. But still, um, I think there is a chance. I think he'll play in the league. Des Des can play. He can still play. Um, It'll probably be league minimum if he does, better than minimum. Not sure what that is, probably around a million or so. There's going to be a team out there that needs that extra little spark. The Ravens should try to hang on to him because they need receivers.
0: But if Dez can be healthy and produce,
1: there are, I mean, like I said, there there are teams out there
0: that need his services, while the ravens or the cowboys probably aren't those, uh,
1: I would say probably the falcons probably not either,
0: but for what he brings what he brings to the field, that passion that he's gonna
1: he's going to give you everything he's got. There are
0: teams out there that that need it. I'm trying to pull up the list here. Uh, like I would say,
1: well, the New England Patriots would be one because they need receivers. Uh, you could say Jets. You could say Dolphins. Uh, I think the Patriots, so there's going to be a theme with this. Um, no, the Bengals are doing pretty good. Maybe Tennessee. Got to see what they can get out of uh, Tannehill and and uh, Derrick Henry there. I don't know that he wants to play in Houston, but Houston is, is going to be
0: overhauling the roster as we're seeing. Jacksonville. I mean, for what it's worth, we could see the Chiefs if they make room for him on the roster somewhere.
1: We, I mean, they're the team that just picks up all the, the key pieces here lately. Um, I'll be honest, as I go through these, you know, I don't see a Cowboy reunion. I, I don't see – I don't think he's a fit with the Packers. Here's one. The Bears. The Bears. You know, there's the big rumor that – that uh, they may actually be the biggest team in play to land Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson would pretty much be throwing everything to Allen Robinson at this given point if they can bring him back. Why not add Des Bryant? Des Bryant could be a slot. Des Bryant could be a, a two at times. Uh, maybe you draft a, a wide receiver as well. There's some good ones out there. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say with Des Bryant. I'm gonna say. New England or Chicago are places I would particularly look for. So, And, of course, as a Cowboy fan, not a Cowboy homer, you guys know that, as a Cowboy fan, I'd love to see Dez back in the league. Hopefully I'd get a chance to see him play again. Uh, he, he was just fun to watch. He, he really was. He was just fun to watch. And uh, I think Dez, he wants to play two more years. I think he can play at least one, if not both of those. Alex Smith came out before he was released and said, I think he was going to get released anyway. It saves the team like $17.5 million. Yeah, it's a business move. He was not only released by the Washington football team, but before that, he said he felt that they didn't want him. Like they kind of didn't want him to come back. Okay, I can see that. I can see that because uh, you look at, a lot of people didn't think he could make it back. And so the fact that he did, means a lot the fact that he was able to make it back from such a I mean from almost dying, but now he's a free agent. A lot of people say, well, he could start then back up in Jacksonville. Alex Smith wants to start, folks. Um, where could
0: he go once again, looking over the list. Looks like Houston is gonna need somebody, uh, but I'll tell you right now, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of
1: merge this topic. There is a team out there that doesn't have a quarterback. They don't. They have very limited options. And they're kind of running out of options because outside of using majority of their picks to move up, they're not going to really get one of the big four or five in the in the top of the draft. And that team is the New England Patriots. So where could Alex Smith or Cam Newton find a home? The New England Patriots. Bill's got to do something. He is, he is losing the momentum. He's got a lot of people returning, you know. Why not sign Dez Bryant for the minimum he would probably play for? Why not get Cam or Alex? you got to have somebody who can get the ball out there. Cam did pretty good until he got COVID last year. Alex Smith showed that not only can he come back, but that he can lead a team. If you're New England, I bring in one or both of these guys because, like I said, your draft options are very limited. You're at the 15 or 16 spot. None of these. I don't think none of these five quarterbacks are going to be anywhere more close. So you're going to have to, you don't have a player to package and move up. You're going to have to use a bunch of picks to move up, and I just think you need those picks for other things. So to kind of tie all that together, if I'm Alex Smith or if I'm Cam Newton or if I'm
0: both, I'm seeing what the Patriots are interested in. and.
1: If you're New England, you you got to give these guys a call. you got to get them in, and one of them needs to be your quarterback, your starting quarterback. You can draft somebody. You can try to develop – I even forgot your backup's name. You can try to develop him, but we all know good and well he ain't going to be it. If you're New England, you got to do something because the rest of your division, Buffalo, is probably, you can probably pencil them in to be the top team again. Even with all the people coming back, I would say Miami should be number two again. And the Jets have got new regime in. They may have a new quarterback. They're going to build up. They're going to be right there on your heels. New England's got to do something. Or we, I don't know, maybe we're a year or so away from a new coach in New England. Who knows? Who knows? Uh let's see what else Let's stay with let's stay with the NFL right now. Uh
0: As far as teams that could or should take a quarterback Uh Buffalo's good. Miami's interesting cuz you got Dak and you got Russell Wilson. Those are the two
1: top ones to talked about right now. Um, Russell Wilson, as far as the four teams he named, maybe Chicago is one of the better shots. They could use him the most. Um, Oakland, it would just, see, the problem is, is if he gets traded to Chicago, who is, what quarterback is Chicago moving to Seattle? Because Seattle's not going to be without a quarterback and you don't give up a high talent like Russell Wilson for Nick Foles. That's part of the only reason that I thought either Dallas or Oakland is potentially where he could go. Because they can send back Derek Carr or Dak Prescott. And while I know Ross Tucker even spoke out about it, he doesn't like that you could franchise tag a player and then trade him. It is what it is, Ross. It is what it is. It's that way you have the control over the player. The player can choose not to sign that. In signing that, the player is letting the team know, "Okay, you got me for another year." What do I think is going to initially or going eventually happen? I think Russell Wilson's going to be a Seahawk this year. The dead cap charge is like 24 or 34 million something like that. Yeah, I think he stays out another year or stays there another year. Dak Prescott, I think gets franchise tagged again this year. And then he goes to the open market next year because a third tag, he would be making like 53 or $54 million and no thanks. But this puts a Band-Aid on, on the Dallas offense for another year. It gives you a year to figure out what you want to do, who could be available. Maybe you make a trade at some point. But for now, Dak's going to stay in Dallas. Russ is going to stay in Seattle. And I could see Philadelphia or Atlanta potentially taking a quarterback with their high picks. Obviously, Philly for the competition with Jalen Hurts. I think if you're Atlanta, you get Matt Ryan. He's he probably got more than this, but he's got at least two more solid big years the way he's playing. He fits into an Arthur Smith system as good as almost anybody. I mean, I I think you you run mad another year or two and then worry about it. So, actually, if at four, or if you want to move back even, but if at four, if you don't want to take a quarterback, grab a pass rusher. Grady Jarrett needs help. Your defense needs help, Atlanta. That's what I would do. Uh, J.J. Watt decided to become a Cardinal, Arizona Cardinal. He said uh, he, he really liked the area. He really liked uh, Kyler Murray. He really liked a lot of things they were doing because he could have went a couple other places. Everybody had, had bets on everything else. Hardly anybody had Arizona. I would be one of those. But it also comes down to this, and this is part of why I think Russ is wanting out of Seattle. It's not just because of the toxic relationship between him and Pete Carroll. Uh, Russ sat down with, with Sierra, his wife, and they probably decided better opportunities for them are outside of Seattle, Washington. So they're trying to get to a bigger city as a permanent home and not just, uh, oh, let's have an apartment here. Oh, let's have a small house here yeah. so that we can travel to those places. It's just, no, they want to live in the, those markets that they want to build up and do things in. I think J.J. Watts the same. I think he sat down with his wife. I think she plays soccer, if I'm not mistaken. High pro soccer. And they decided maybe they want to raise a family. Maybe they like the lifestyle and the weather and the area of Arizona over there. And uh, was that Tempe, I believe, out in that area where they play? So They probably sat down. And they said, of all these places I can go, of all these opportunities, what cities do we like best? And they took Arizona. I, I commend them for it. You know, it's it's something people look at. you got to think. When you move jobs, you look at, well, is this going to require me to move? Am I going to move closer to my job or things like that? And then moving closer, what are the school systems like? What are uh, are my kids going to be able to ride their bikes in the neighborhood? Is, uh, you know, maybe they play sports, maybe they play. You look at the people around you; they're going to be affected by this. And I think in this case, he made the right choice because he went to a team that he's going to be happy on. He went to a team that they're happy to have him, and he went to an area that makes his entire
0: family happier. So good for him. Uh, What else can we get to
1: here? Oh, Tim Tebow has officially called it a career. Uh, He is done with baseball. Once again, I'm a big Tebow fan. My dad's a big Tebow fan. The whole family's a big Tebow fan. Um... I always wanted him to do well. I think he he had a pretty decent run in the NFL, a lot more than a lot of people are going to give him credit for. And when he started the baseball comeback, uh, I was hoping it wasn't just a PR move. It wasn't on his case, and I am not going to defend the Mets organization here because the Mets... Put him in the organization, partially because he could play, but mostly so people would go to minor league baseball games. But then Tim got pretty good, and he uh, started putting on a show. Started really smashing the ball and and uh, just being the overall presence that he is. And so things started to really work out. But between the stuff on ESPN, his commentary work, his uh, analyst work on the SEC network and places like that, Baseball's just in the way now, and as you get a little older, sometimes you realize those opportunities. uh, You can keep grinding away at them, but sometimes you're better off just leaving them where they are. And so Tim did that, and I commend him on that. Look forward to uh, seeing him with his media ventures. And uh, you gave baseball and football a shot. You showed everybody you can play. I think you did well, Tim. Uh, The U.S. Women's National Team won the She Believes Cup. They won their first game, one to nothing, their second game two to nothing, and the last one six to nothing and while a lot of people said uh pure domination there's a lot there's a handful of people out there that are saying that uh the team did not look quite as good as they usually have well, I'll also bring up to you that it's relatively new the way they
0: put everybody together And on top of that. The rest of the world
1: is getting better too. The rest of the world is starting to catch up. For a while, for a while, the U.S. did have, well, we still have the biggest, uh, best women's program, in my opinion. But there are other teams out there too that are really good. England is always good. You're always going to get, Brazil's going to, it's just like in Mints. It's name any of the big teams. Germany, Brazil, even Canada, Japan. You know, these teams are are good too. And and everybody goes through shifts and everybody goes through waves. The U.S. women have had a really strong push over the last couple decades. But at some point they're going to catch up. And so let's celebrate the fact that they won the She Believes Cup, which is a huge tournament. And then moving forward, we've got the Olympics coming up and other things like that. Let's be behind these women to show them our support and to show that they know what they need to work on. But they still won, and they didn't give up a goal. So why are we trying to find fault with this? They know what they need to work on. They're still the best team in the world. Congratulations to the U.S. Women's National Team. If nobody else is going to say it, I will. Congratulations. And then last, uh, no, not lastly. this one, I got this one and one more. Uh, Kelly Leffler is out as owner of the Atlanta Hawks. I am probably one of the most uh, happy people about that. Here's the new owners. You've got Larry Godisdiner, who's the chairman of Northland. Uh, Suzanne Abain, who is the president and CEO of Northland, and you've got former Atlanta Dream player Renee Montgomery, who a couple or you know a couple seasons ago stepped away from playing to say she wanted to make a bigger impact and a bigger shift on things by being in the front offices and things like that. So Leffler out, get Montgomery in. The Atlanta Dream should be excited. The WNBA should be excited. I look forward to what the Dream are going to do going forward. I think they are in camp now. If not, they're about to be. Their season is coming up pretty soon. You know, They usually play over the late spring into summer. I look forward to seeing it. Maybe uh, maybe we find a way to make it down there and see a game. I've never seen a WNBA game, so it would be nice to get down there and be able to play that. And
0: once again, congratulations on the new owners. Look forward to what you're going to do. Lastly,
1: another thing we're going to cover as the summer kicks up right here is there are... Actually, a couple rugby teams in Atlanta. You got the Atlanta Rhinos, and then of course you get Rugby ATL, who plays in Major League Rugby, and their season is actually going to start. Um, not this weekend, not this coming up weekend, but the weekend after that, uh, starting on the twentieth. They open up at home versus Toronto. All these, all their home games are at seven. They play over at Life University, at Life College over there. Uh, we're we're going to try to make it to a lot of these games because uh, I've always been a big fan of rugby. I'm still trying to learn the game and everything like that, but uh, we want to show our support for for Rugby Atlanta. So uh, we're going to try to be there. I'm going to try to be there opening night, if nothing else, because uh, I will already be right down the road earlier that day. So I'm hoping to uh, make it over there and see them take on Toronto. And then to finish off this month, they will be facing... Uh, I think it is Old Guard, Old Glory. I said Old Glory, uh, Old Glory DC out of Washington. There, they will be in Washington to take on them at 5 p.m. Go to rugbyatl.com, I believe is the website, and check out the roster, check out the gameplay, check out the cool. Uh, giveaways and the just the, all the interactiveness that they're going to be putting into this. I can't wait. I know you guys can't wait. Uh, but that's going to do it for us this week. Shout out to everybody who makes this amazing each and every week. I am Jeremy
0: the Impact York, of course. As I said, later on this year, we'll be talking more baseball, We'll be talking uh, rugby ATL.
1: We will probably be talking Atlanta Rhinos as well. We're just going to talk all kinds of things local, as we always do. We're going to talk about big national things here and there. Of course, we'll be talking NFL draft, all kinds of big things coming up. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to the sports show. This one titled Timing. Timing is everything. Right now, it's our time to go. We'll see you next week. Deuces, gooses.